13 minutes past 10, Steve Vines, the Grimacing Reaper. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Uh, and survivors all. It blew all. in. It blew in. You know, this is the thing, isn't it? And we're it? off. These big, <laughs> these big disasters are a real test of political leadership. So you either make it or you fail spectacularly. Uh, where did Carrie Lamb fall on that spectrum? Uh, I think in the latter category. I mean, this is... this promoted and brought to the public eye everything that people worry about Carrie Lamb, her arrogance her lack of empathy and of course the big thing is never admitting you're wrong never ever admit to error so we see in the aftermath of the typhoon Monday was that the day, Monday was it, the yeah. day when obviously the public transportation services were not back to normal I would say in parenthesis the speed with which Hong Kong recovered from it generally was Blinding. very impressive very good but on Monday morning yeah it, anybody with half a brain and you know I'm not including civil servants in that but anybody with half a brain uh, would have known that the public transport system could not cope with its normal volume of traffic. So what was the sensible thing to do? Either to say, uh, look, you know, people have got an opportunity to use this day, Monday, to clean up. They'll probably have problems in their own vicinities as well as uh, in the companies. Obviously, essential services workers have to go to work. But the sensible thing to to say would have been to say, look, we're not ready for a big influx of people. So there was enormous chaos. I mean, I know in the area where I live in Sai Kung, there was only one minibus service operating out of the town, so people trying to leave Sai Kung couldn't possibly have done it's it. It's hard I, on the best of days getting I was out of say, Kung, I, You know, I just mentioned that because I, I know I was there, I saw it, but but it, it applies to many, many other areas in town, mm. including, of course, the, the, the mass transit system, which couldn't operate um, particularly on the Tune 1 line with the frequency that it normally does during Russia, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, none of this was unpredictable. So Carrie Lamb, instead of saying, I think we probably slipped up there, she goes, oh, well, uh, uh, we, we, you know, I mean, uh, I have to uh, consider the legal ramifications and uh, consultation with the relevant, I like this word, relevant industries. That's Media I mean, Training 101. Yeah. They say relevant authorities yeah. in Media if, Training, if don't if, they? If, <laughs> well, would you, who would you consult then? The irrelevant authorities <laughs> yeah. or the irrelevant industries? I mean, anyway, that's just a, a, in parenthesis. So clearly they screwed up. They should have done that. And they cover it with all this, this usual bureaucratic speech, you know, no decision to be too big to be ducked or indeed too small to be ducked this was a big one they could have done it well that was all right and then you think how did she deal with this i mean does does that woman have an ounce of empathy in her body she actually spent the whole time sitting in her office and triumphantly declaring i've seen loads of pictures of this and it looks you know really bad and i've ordered the relevant departments to to rectify the situation i'm thinking Political leadership, Carrie, just just try and try and think about this. Involves you going out, not sitting in your office with many many pictures, possibly some videos. Go out. Why won't she go out? Because she just doesn't do it. She will only go to occasions where everybody's been carefully selected in advance, preferably wearing a name tag, and preferably only. A limited number of people are allowed to ask questions and they've all been prescripted. Of course, when it's a disaster, people are angry, they're upset, they might even criticise the person they see. Well, she wasn't up for that. So she literally didn't go out at all. 
didn't visit a single place. Perhaps, um, perhaps she had a big tree in front of a door. She may have had a big <laughs> that tree. That would be the irony. Or in front of her brain. I mean, those two are both possibilities. But, I mean, you know, there is a line to be drawn. I do understand that when you have politicians um, going out and interfering in the work of the emergency services, that's not a good thing. But you don't need to do that. At least show some something other than stand in my office and I'm in charge, I'm controlling everything, don't you worry, I've got everything under control. There's a, there's a, there's a gap between that and actually getting out there, maybe getting your feet a bit wet and, and, and seeing people. Can I ask you a question here? Was this spun incorrectly? Because people were using the words public holiday. Well, this wouldn't have been a public holiday. This was an operational day that was probably needed. And, and the minute you start saying public holiday, oh, well, we can't legisl- justify this. It wasn't a public holiday well, at all. It was a day to get all the trees well, out of the let's road. Let's and, put it this way. Let's put know. it this way. I know that common sense isn't something that's in, in large supply in the government. But does she really think that if she had declared that, that Monday, because of the disruption to, to essential services, particularly transportation, was so great... That, that there would be a break before resuming work on Tuesday. What does she think would happen? Does she think people would sue the government? I really don't think that's even vaguely possible. Well, maybe, I don't know. Well, if they did, they'd be laughed out of court because somebody would stand there and say, you know what, go away. Check this out. I saw some bloke complaining on social media about traffic wardens handing out tickets on Monday. And of course, that right? he, of course he, I don't know if it's true, I don't drive, but of course he was going apoplectic about it. Um, 50 50 says he was probably speaking the truth. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, I can say because I saw them at it, um, yeah. you know, a lot of policemen whose job, frankly, isn't to clear up trees and, uh, oh, and no, sweep no, no. I saw a lot of them doing that on Monday as well. I think the reason why she didn't want to give civil servants a day off is because she lives with the mortal fear that people would say, do you know, we don't need them quite, <laughs> quite well without them. Why don't you give them a week off and it'd be the same result? And she's going, oh, we can't have that. We can't have people twigging that we are the biggest, remember, biggest employer in Hong Kong by far. 180,000 souls work in the civil service, plus all the contract staff, which puts the number even bigger. You know, a lot of them... They could take six weeks off and nobody would notice. In fact, things would run a lot better. So who gets the upper hand here? Who can walk away with their heads up? It's the people that cleared up whilst apparently not having a day off. Yes, I mean, it's it, it, it's the policeman in Sai Kung who, who, who dived into the harbour to rescue some people in the middle of the typhoon who yeah. were clinging onto a boat. It's the people who, who came out very early on uh, Monday morning when, you know, the winds were still high and you know, we're clearing the roads. I mean, there's a lot of people, particularly the fire services, I think should be mentioned, who came out of this really well. And I mean, the whole point about this is Hong Kong actually is good at this. Yeah. I mean, you look at the same typhoon hitting the Philippines, same mm-hmm. typhoon, same sort of wind speeds, and the number of fatalities that were incurred there compared to probably none in Hong Kong. I say probably because there is the, the a question couple, of a, of a possible one. death in, yeah, in, in Sai Kung, but that could have been something we don't know. Anyway, the fact of the matter is that there were not a high number of fatalities. There probably were none. There were not a high level of injuries. And, crucially, there were not buildings falling down all over the place. That's true. So, you know, Hong Kong actually has a good record. The recovery speed here is very good. 
It was fantastic. So, in, in some places, it was amazing. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, where I live, which is an isolated place, we had electricity and telephone lines up throughout the entire typhoon, which hasn't yeah, happened yeah. in the past. So I was very grateful for that, and it was a great thing that, that those services were preserved. They've obviously fortified the lines or whatever it is they do on a Wednesday. So, you know, there's good news in all of this. And there was, of course, the great community spirit we did see all over Hong Kong. People just Which, spontaneously... Frankly, we, need a, we need a bit of that. All it's of great. What, the stuff that's going on these days. It's kind of nice to know it's, when the chips are down. It's and fantastic. All that, I know. mean, where I live... The, 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 we, we were blocked in by trees falling, so I, the, the neighbours just came out of the house and we just stood there and said, well, we can wait for somebody to come along and help us, so we'd just do it. Let's yeah. just do it. And it was done. Yeah. And it was done, I think, within four hours we had the road cleared, everything was, you know, tickety-boo. So, you know, there is all of that going on in Hong Kong, but why do we have a leader who who cannot miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity? <laughs> all she needed to do was perhaps go out, see a few people, instead of saying, I'm sitting in my office looking at pictures. All she needed to do was, when the crucial decision had to be taken, was it sensible for mm. everybody to flood back to work on Monday, when clearly it wasn't, to have just said, this is not going to happen, I'm not asking civil servants to come in today unless they're in the essential services, and we urge all employers to do the same there, there was no time to pass the law it would have been a declaration of intent rather than a declaration of compulsion end of story there it could have been and you know when you make a mistake for goodness sake carrie yeah. learn to put your hand up and say okay we could have done that better now we're going to have inquiries we're going to have investigations what is there to uh, inquire rah, 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 rah. well you know until everybody's forgotten about the event of course until the next time and no lessons will be learned um there were comments uh, one one it's an oldie but i just read somebody you know what's it profit before people that was what one thing i read well i don't think actually if you can't actually get your people there you would have made much profit on monday i i know i mean i'm just talking as somebody who runs businesses all my businesses closed on monday because it was i bet ridiculous. loads of people i mean we are we you know we're just talking about one thing here mm. but uh, i'm sure some people got nobbled and docked and all that by some heartless employers but I, I, i'm I pretty sure there was entirely, a lot of, there's a lot of good news yeah, too. there's a lot of people who are much more sensible than the government and realize that you know when when the situation is dire i mean one, one of the reasons uh, um uh, we, we couldn't operate was you know nobody could deliver food to us so in the food business that's that tends to be a problem that's like a given though isn't it Steve? yes i mean don't yes. even think this isn't open for discussion and, and you know by tuesday it was still a problem but you know you can have partial service i mean people really aren't stupid well, we, we, no. we, well <laughs> with some exceptions we will name them later um, but you know you say to them oh i'm sorry we haven't got this available today because of typhoon they go all oh, mm. right all right yeah fair play yeah. um yeah it's interesting the other thing that, that, that interests me about this is, you know, um, when you see the level of um, destruction that this, this typhoon was capable of causing, mm. the fact that um, it really mainly, in terms of building damage, shattered windows, yeah. does show that our building standards are actually okay. It's I mean, if they, if they were going <laughs> to be tested, this was probably the test. It's just the windows that need fixing. Yeah, well, you know, who has windows? <laughs> We're what, what, in a studio just, without just, windows just, and it just, works perfectly well. <laughs> just a little thing here. There was all this hoo-ha about taping up windows. There's, school seems to be out on this one. 
Yeah. Some I people have said. Say, some people said, "Do you just want great big panes of glass coming at you, or do you want little bits?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very unconvinced by that. I think a lot of people are. Uh, I think you know it's great for the tape people, and good luck to them. They all. I noticed the tape suppliers <laughs> were all sold out by uh, by Saturday. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean. The only thing you can do is what they do in the States, is they actually board up all the windows. That obviously does make a difference. But, you know, that's a big, big undertaking. Particularly in Hong Kong skyscrapers. How do you get out there Mm. to put boards on the windows? I I actually don't know how you do it. In fact, I don't think you can. Mm. So, you know, unfortunately, in these circumstances, windows will be broken. I thought you were going to say something about people always standing next to broken windows. Steve, we'll be back in a bit. On the loose, still in with Steve Vines. Yeah, and still on the loose. But, 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 but it, it is my great pleasure today mm-hmm. to read out a statement from the Chinese Foreign Ministry. Great, go for it. And it was in the newspapers today, so it must be true. It right. says, all countries must take an open and inclusive spirit in promoting the role of the media and to avoid politicising media activities. By who? Who? Uh, well, this is in response, but this is actually something which I would like Mr. C.Y. Learn to take note of. But this was issued in response to the American decision to say that the, the two Chinese media outlets had to register in the United States as foreign agents. I mean, the idea that, 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 that the central television is not independent, I find quite shocking. But anyway, that's what they've done, and this was their response. But, I mean, it's a general statement that they made yesterday... And when you think of uh, one of the members of the National People's Congress from Hong Kong, that would be um, C.Y. Leung, who's, who, who's got amazing bee in his bonnet about the operations of the Foreign Correspondence Club. I mean, by the day, by the day. What's the latest, by the so way? He, I really so, haven't been following this. So he writes this. a letter to the South China Morning Post with two enormous porkies em- embedded in it because he doesn't care. He just thinks he's sort of Donald Trump in these ways. He says, I'll just say it. And, you know, if anybody says I'm wrong, I'll say it's it's fake news and you're manipulating the media. And anyway, it's mainstream media and who cares? Anyway, but the two porkies he told, I mean, he was he was responding to some fairly half-baked column in the, in, in the SCMP. And he goes, um, you know, the difference between the, the Foreign Correspondence Club and all other clubs is, is that they don't ever open their... Um, they they never open themselves to to outsiders to go there. Untrue, not not sort of a little untrue, a hundred percent untrue. The problem is one of the big events that that the foreign correspondence foreign correspondence club organises is an event which he just doesn't like. It's called the Human Rights Press Awards. By the way, and Steve, has, you were a president, weren't you? I was. Yeah. So I, I think we should chuck that in. It was better in those not days. A pres- we, we, president, not a president. Yeah, I was a president. I was my president was a president. Of course, in those days, we we, we only supported the government and, and we were colonial lackeys. But hey, that's yeah. all in the past. <laughs> but you're right. I should I should declare an interest in this anyway. So he says. Um, they they never open it up. Well, one of the big events that that the uh, from uh, that the press club organises is this um, human rights press awards, which is open to the entire Hong Kong media. Is very avidly. Um, I think it means you can't just walk in and have lunch, surely. 
Well, that's quite right, as you can't in any other club. In any I bet, other I bet club. the clubs he belongs to, you can't just walk in, period. <laughs> yes, I mean, but, you know, when you're no mates CY, you probably don't belong to any clubs because nobody wants you. Mm-hmm. He's not the most clubbable people. But he did used to belong to one club called the Foreign Correspondence Club. Did he really? I didn't see him often round the bar, I do have to say that. But, <laughs> getting but, them in. <laughs> getting them in, yeah. Oi, CY. Drinks are on you, son. <laughs> no, I didn't remember that happening. So that was the first first Porky he tells, because, as I say, he, he's, he's truth challenged. But, of course, he's a man on a mission. So the other thing he says is he's picked up a report from one of the commie newspapers which said that somehow the event that was taking place in... Um, which has caused all this problem, which was a speech by Andy Chan of the Hong Kong National Party, whatever he calls it this week... Um, never went through the board because it wasn't in the board minutes. Not true. That's just not it, it true. It can't not be, surely. Well, it, 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 what he doesn't understand is the way that the minutes are written. But, you know, hey, it's only a little factoid and we shouldn't... We shouldn't. So what happens, uh, 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 as you point out, I was president, so I do actually know how this happens, is the various committees report to the board and the board adopts their minutes. They don't rewrite them into the main board minutes. So the, the idiots at the Dagong Pao, somebody gave them a copy, w- who shall remain nameless, but we'd better find out who that was, of the minutes, and it didn't contain in the actual main board minutes the, the, the list of speakers. Because they have several committees, don't That's they? That's right, and it doesn't work like that. So, yes... It wasn't in the in in the main minutes because it was in the minutes of the subcommittee. Oh, God, this is boring. But, but, <laughs> <It's you> know, <laughs> but, but, but the point I'm making is he's trying to make out of this some sort of sinister plot yeah. that somehow the board never took a decision to invite Andy Chan. To, it's, it's just it's just not true. It's not like it's a matter of interpretation. It's just an outright lie. But he just writes this stuff in the paper. Nobody corrects him. I mean, no doubt tomorrow he'll he'll write. You you know that the, the FCC has been deliberately going round upsetting the people of Tun Moon. Actually, that happens to be true. But normally speaking, that 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 isn't routine. When I was president, we didn't upset anybody in Tun Moon. I can tell you that you were fact. equal opportunity. We, 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 we upset everybody. <laughs> we we didn't sort of select Tun Moon for special treatment. But anyway, you know, here's a man with an obsession, hmm. and um, I, I, you know. Well, tell, tell me how, when you did this, they fixed these lunchtime speeches. Because they, so they have all sorts of foreign ministry people there and everything. There is the they? foreign ministry people. There, there are many people who, who um, you know, with bitter... I mean, for example, the Foreign Correspondence Club, I think at least on two occasions, including one while I was president, invited Lee Kuan Yew to speak to the club, who was then the Prime Minister of Singapore. Yeah. He was notably hostile to a free media... The view taken by the club then was he's the Prime Minister of Singapore, he's got something to say, he's invited. Yeah. He's not endorsed because he's here. They're speakers, aren't he's, they? He's a speaker. He's presenting his point of view. Oh, and by the way, when he was there, he was challenged on on some I'm of his... Re- I, I know, jolly poor show. But incidentally, so was Andy Chan. Oh, Anybody yeah. who thinks that when he came to the Foreign Correspondent Club, he got a free ride and Did nobody... I went. Oh, good, I was yeah. one of the people challenging him. Oh, go on, tell us what happened. Well, he, he I asked him a question and he, he gave an answer, which wasn't particularly good, but that's, you know, that's my subjective... But what, but what sort of questions were people asking? Well, I, I mean, one of the the the. the questions that i mean i can speak for the one i asked i said to him you know aren't you in your activities you're you're conflating independence and autonomy aren't you playing into the hands of the very people 
who are trying to diminish Hong Kong's autonomy. And he gave a very wow, wow, wow answer to that. So, and then other people, other people asking he, very pointed questions. Was, I mean, he was perfectly articulate, I, I say what that What do you think him. he was trying to say to you? Just curious. I think what he was trying to say is the situation is so bad, the only way to resolve it is right, okay. by going for independence. That's his bottom line argument. And, you know, as a, he has a right to make that argument. I don't think it's a very persuasive one. But anyway, that's, that's the argument Fair he enough, makes. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So there we go. It wasn't, uh, I mean, it was, it was actually, it was an interesting event because even though he represents a minority point of view, there is a point of view. I wonder if he really in, represents it. I wonder if it's just a thing. It's no, just, no, a, I think a, there are people who. It's just who, a device no, for I, him to, to use. To be fair, I think there are people who, who think as he does, the situation is desperate here. We've got to go and go out for independence. It's a very small number of people. <clears throat> we haven't actually talked about this. I saw, I heard some of it. Oh, I watched some of it on a Facebook feed and his prepared stuff seemed pretty measure yes yeah i mean he's he's you know he's obviously thought about this um i've just seen a thunderbolt come down because you're not supposed to say anything even vaguely reasonable about the man but you know he he had spent a lot of time preparing what he had to say it was coherent it was just in my opinion wrong but that's but, that's, but, the, that's the qed isn't yeah, it yeah ain't it so i mean you know if i only went to speeches to listen to people i agreed with i'd be as narrow-minded as a oh See why long? Yeah. So, 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 getting back to where you started with this, what's why has he got? I, I think he's say got something really. Why has he got a because, bee in his because bonnet? <laughs> what he really dislikes is as he digs his hole deeper, he keeps finding that his his lies are exposed. So at first, he he started saying, "Oh, you know, they should chuck them out of the club because they pay peppercorn rent." That's just not true. No, people so talk was, about he, that. He, he was he was called out on that. Now he's saying they won't admit people. You know, they don't open their doors to the public. That's not true. So he keeps telling lies, and he hates it because he's what he is. He doesn't like getting found out. You know, um, um, so the first I don't law think of this, holes. It's yeah, such a, is, is don't digging. keep digging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless it's in Thailand when it might be necessary. But, you it just know. sounds like this is a sort of bête noire he's got it in, is his, a in, in his stomach. I mean, stomach. he's a small-minded, unimpressive person. And, um, you know, he, he, he likes to, to demonstrate it in, in a rather public way. In the same way as now, he's lashing out, you know, he's lashing out at people who question his UGL payment. He threatens to sue all sorts of people. He's now th- thinking of suing... Um, the Hong Kong Economic Journal over this business of the uh, the bag with his daughter, you know, that whole business about whether he used his influence to break security rules at the, at the airport. Mm. You know, I mean, a sensible person just says, oh, for God's sake. I know. And do you think anybody would be discussing that incident? I mean, it happened, I think now, was it two or three years ago? It's a very long time ago mm. when it happened. And if he didn't keep, he didn't keep bringing it up, Nobody else would. That is the interesting thing here. He's an obsessive man. I, I I don't know what's what's. I mean, maybe he's underemployed with all that money he got from UGL. He doesn't have to do a day job, so he's looking for something to do. But um, uh, you know, if I were him, I'd because sit... these are things we wouldn't hear about. Yeah, I mean, you know, he spends independence. A... We wouldn't have heard. We about. wouldn't really. I mean, do you, Who know, cares, the, the, you know the Hong Kong National Party. Um, Might would, not would, have existed. Would be would be a footnote <laughs> somewhere or other, and nobody'd be talking about but this it. This is clever. This is very clever uh, spin doctoring. Actually, give him that. It is. I was I was listening to a radio program this morning, which is entirely unrelated. It's called the Media Show, and and the bloke who it's a BBC program, and he was saying to the producer of a new program, he says, "Wouldn't you like it if a scandal broke out? Wouldn't that do something for your ratings?" He went, he goes. 
I know you would. He goes, <laughs> well, all right, it would be a good thing. <laughs> of course it's a good thing. Of course no, it is. You know, nobody wants to hear, and today in the news, it's sunny. They want to hear typhoons. It, yes, they want to hear typhoons. They want to hear Carrie Lamb not appearing at any events during the... Yeah, you know. Uh, it, and that's natural, because it, who cares if it's sunny? Yes, you know, what sells newspapers? It's not good news. Time for one more this morning. Well, very quickly. I mean, I see that the government, bless them, they are holding the line to stop homosexuality spreading in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a virus. Once it spreads, you can't stop it. But but they were forced by the Court of Appeal to end the blatantly discriminatory procedures under which same-sex partners can't obtain visas for their spouses when they come here. Right. So the Court of Appeal made it quite clear that, that in the normal course of events this wasn't a, a judgment about whether same-sex partnerships are good or bad but they did make an appeal on grounds of discrimination mm. now you've still got whole out whole areas of discrimination which exist which will be liable to these same sort of appeals in access to housing for example um the rights of same-sex partners um during um medical um, all of the above. All basically. of the above. Yeah. So, you know, instead of saying, I tell you what, we're going to eliminate discrimination from the system, they take the narrowest possible interpretation, which is the one they were forced to take by the Court of Appeal, mm -hmm. and, and accompany it with the usual the usual statements we want to make absolutely clear. And absolutely you're, going, clear you're going to hell. That you're going to hell and in a handcart. Yes. And incidentally, we ain't having those people getting married because you know what happens once they get married? Well, everyone will want to do it. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the average heterosexual couple, as soon as they know there's gay marriages available, they'll get a divorce. <laughs>